Welcome to the Enlighten Up Podcast, where I am going to take you into a deep exploration of what it means to exist in this current reality. We are going to raise your vibes, open your mind, expand your heart, and dive deep into the wondrous mysteries and possibilities of this lifetime. There's been a spiritual catalyst that has set in motion the awakening process of many across the globe to return to the knowingness of self and unite what has been separated. Together, we're going to bring light into that darkness. We're going to remember the joy of living. But most of all, we're going to turn up the volume of our own eternal power and do the thing we're here to do. Welcome back to another episode of the Enlighten Up podcast. As you can see, I have one of your favorite guests and mine, Consuelo Casati, is back here once again. And we're going to be talking about a topic I've actually never dipped into on this podcast. And from the little bit that Consuelo and I have briefly chatted about, I just know this is going to be a very intriguing conversation that is going to go in quite a few different directions. We're also going to do a little demo of uh, Consuelo's technique called RTT that she does use that will help enhance your understanding of how this is all connected. So what we're going to be talking about today is emotions and food and how related they are, but really from a spiritual perspective that can obviously go very emotional, but very spiritual in nature, because we're also going to look into past life connections. And we're going to, we're going to go deep into all of this. Consuelo, (laughs) this is going to be really fun. How are you doing today, girl? I'm doing very fine. Thank you for inviting me every time. I'm enjoyed to be with you because we are really connected and we, 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 I believe it. We are helping everybody to understand more what is going on and we do with fun. So is what I like it about it. <laughs> so. You you have to say your your you have your um your almost like your tra- it's becoming your trademark where you have to say welcome, welcome, welcome. <laughs> welcome. Okay. <laughs> no, everyone loves it. They comment on that, they love that. So um, you know, you and I had a session recently and um So interestingly enough, this is one of the topics you wanted to bring up on the podcast. And I just recently had an epiphany about this just before we chatted. And when it comes to our eating habits, food, and then the unconscious behaviors with our food, our relationship with food is always has, it's always been so intriguing to me because one, I am, I absolutely identify as an emotional eater. <laughs> I am absolutely an emotional eater. I am a total foodie. I love food. I love tasting different foods. I love going out for dinner. Um, I just, there, there's very little food that I don't like. Uh, and I just love the whole experience of eating with others and all that kind of stuff. But you know, as, as my audience knows from my last podcast, I kind of really got a little bit vulnerable and shared how it, you know, I've been going through some, some experiences that have caused me to come 
face to face with certain anxieties and fears that um, are quite expected given what I've had to deal with. But my, I've been noticing my eating behaviors have kind of caught my attention because I've noticed that I've started eating some foods I don't usually eat. And I've noticed how unconscious I'll just start shoving food into my mouth and I'm not even hungry. I'm not even tasting my food, which I love to do. I love to savor my food. And as I'm building out this new coaching program that I'm soon going to be announcing to all of you, one of the things I've been looking into is 12th house, 12th house astrology. And my 12th house, when you look at Placidius, um, the housing system, which means you can have actually two signs in one house. Um, my 12th house covers Gemini and part of cancer. And when I kind of read into cancer um, being part of your 12th house or having your moon in 12th house, there is a tendency to have very um, interesting uh, food eating habits because of the emotional connection and I started to realize that one, I think I'm, I not, I think I know I've been lacking love, like just love in a sense of like from a partner or even just hugs from my friends. You know, I've had to really do a lot of work on my, like, just, I've been doing a lot of work. Uh, I guess I, I, in a way I've been kind of isolating myself, not fully, but I could, I recognize that I was lacking physical love, like just even hugs. Yeah. And that I also felt lonely and it dawned on me as I was really getting into the understanding of the moon and cancer being in my 12th house that I absolutely use food to nourish my emotional, my, my lack of emotional nurturing to give me some sort of sustenance. So if I'm not getting the physical or even the emotional um, love from others that I deeply am needing, but I'm probably not even regarding, I'm, I, I'm probably not paying enough attention to how much I need it. I'm, I start to use food to literally fill my emotional cup up and my physical need for um, nurturing I've used food this way. And it was just such an aha moment for me because what I have also noticed, and I'm curious for anyone who's in the audience, right? Who's going to be watching this in the live chat or even later in the comments. When I'm ever since I was in my twenties, I've noticed that when I'm on a date or dating a guy who I'm deeply connected to emotionally, or I'm, I'm really feeling connected emotionally. I'm happy. I, there's been some times where I've gone on dates with men where I can't stop smiling. And when this happens, I lose all of my appetite. You don't need to eat. Yeah. I don't need to eat. In fact, I almost can't eat. And I, I've remembered several occasions throughout the years of my, cause this is spanning a couple decades now where I've been almost in awe, like, wow, like I love to eat, but I can't eat. I don't need to eat. I, I already feel, I feel so full. Yeah. Because most of the 
feelings originate in the stomach. Yes. The sacral chakra mm-hmm. is attached to all of our feelings. Yes, exactly. Yes. And so when you feel empty and sad and stressed, instead of listening to your emotion, your feeling, what you do, you travel food. Because the the sense of emptiness, you don't want to feel it. And so what you do, you you create this, you eat it. When you are in love or excited about something or somebody, you know, you don't eat much because you already happy and nourish yourself. So in a way, you feel nourished by the new relationship or the hypothetical relationship. Maybe just more in your mind, but you are. Yeah. No, it's yeah. true. Now, here's an interesting anomaly, though. And I'm curious what your answer will be. So on extreme occasions Mm -hmm. where I've, okay, for instance, I remember this happened when I was betrayed by my boyfriend, when I was 26, I found out he was cheating on me and it, it, it literally destroyed me. That was the lowest point in my life emotionally that I've ever been. Um, I lost, I lost 10 pounds in a matter of a week. I couldn't eat. Um, I was absolutely devastated though. So I've no, I've noticed both can happen, but that's a very extreme. If I'm yes. sad, I will eat more, but if it, it's an extreme, like utter devastation, I absolutely can't. And I lose all this weight. And I think part of it's from the stress. It could be that the second, when, when you felt so, you know, drastically, you know, somebody really uh, did this to you. It was a very deep betrayal. So I believe that part of you didn't want to be here anymore. So you want to disappear. So sometimes when we don't want to be here anymore, we want to disappear. We want to fade away. We don't like us anymore. We don't like our reality anymore. So we want to literally disappear. That I, makes so much sense. You didn't digest the situation. You needed time to process. And it was something that, you know, and tell you the truth. I would be not surprised if you have some kind of thought about leaving the planet. Don't be here. Anymore. Oh yeah. No, that, that definitely crossed my mind. Yeah. So yeah. I'm right. See, but very extreme. Very, very. Yes. Extreme. Yes. Okay. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, and this happens when it's coming to where I feel like a very severe loss mm-hmm. with someone I deeply care about, whether it's a betrayal or just an absolute just loss. Yeah, I my whole stomach just shuts down and I can't eat. I start losing weight rapidly. You don't want to be in this reality anymore. You mm-hmm. want to eat. And it's so easy to do it, by the way. Okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, that makes so much sense. Okay. And I know so many people are going to be able to relate to this and they're going to probably be having their own like, oh my gosh, now I get it. <laughs> so okay. So how did you come across this? Because you were you 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 have experience as a prana heater, is that correct? Okay. Um, years ago, I was always amazed by the idea that people can live without eating. Okay. And I was always curious. So one time I saw this guy in YouTube, uh, he was doing seven days without food and water and he's from Israel and he was doing this kind of, you know, big brother kind of seven week. He found a sponsor and a doctor because the hardest part was to find a doctor, but he was taking a blood test every day to see that he was doing fine and he finished, he did the seven days. So when I saw him, I thought, oh my gosh, I wanted to teach me how to do it. And he didn't, he was talking in Israel, you know, it was not speaking English, uh, it was just subtitles. I thought, okay, sooner or later, I'm gonna, he's gonna teach me. 
couple of years after, I was talking to my clients because she asked me about what is prana ether? And I said, oh, I'm going to show you. And I was looking for this guy. I remember his face. And I found out they have a website and he was offering classes everywhere in the world. And one was in Sedona for 10 days. And I thought, okay, I'm going. <laughs> so I decided to see Ray and uh, and uh, I went and uh, he asked everybody before to go to this 10 days, he called 10 days transformation. I don't know if he still keep the same title, but uh, to start to have uh, only veg vegetarian food, you know, smoothie mostly. So when you're right there, you start to juice only and water. And uh, little by little, you end up to have four days without water and food. I'm not kidding. And and truly, first I was a little concerned. And after, you know, <laughs> when I was, I was flying there, I thought, silly me. I remember years ago here in United States, uh, my husband was traveling. I was by myself all week. And literally, I felt sick. And I have a fever. And a spoon of water will make me throw up. So for a week, fully a week, I didn't have any food, any water. I'm not kidding. And I forgot completely about this. And sometimes it's my way to process new energy. So I was fine. In fact, I have a spirit tell me it's going to be fine. They started to work on my heart. It was like heart attack. So I, I have everything the week. I was hallucinated too. I'm not kidding. But no food and no water. So when I was flying in Arizona for this class, I thought, silly me, I already spent a week without food and water by myself. So it's not going to change much. Mm -hmm. And I started to laugh about it. So what's happened is a very beautiful process because more you do this, more you start to realize uh, that besides you can do it. It's not true that you cannot do it. The doctor said, oh, you cannot survive if you don't have water after two days, you know, mm. and this is something that is not true. Okay. It's really not true. Your body is smart enough to take the water for every cell. So remember we are 90% of water. So it takes a while for you to dry, to die without water because the body is going to start to look for every cells. And so the smart body is, the body is so smart, that it's looking for the sick cells. So if you have any problem, you can have a little beginning of cancer cell or any kind of inflammation cyst, any kind of cells that are not healthy. These are the one the other cells attack, the body attacks, so you can have water from them. Oh, oh, how interesting. I know. So what's happened is that is a very healthy process if you do. It's why they talk about, you know, for one day, do the fasting because the body does this. And so for three days, I was telling to my mind, I am fine. And we walk, we were around, you know, we were in Sedona, imagine. We were walking in, in, around, no problem. Everybody feel fine. I was in the pool. I was in the pool too. I thought, how can I have a straight to be in the pool? And I was with everybody. We were nice to each other. Of course, I didn't start to run, but I was doing very well, okay? So, and after you do the little ceremony of the water where you allow yourself to have a little sip of water and little by little, you continue to do this for a day or two and you add diluted juice because, into, you know, you cannot do immediate juice. In fact, one woman in Australia died because silly her, after she did this with somebody else by herself, she decided to drink a full orange juice. And I'm sorry, it was a shock to the body. It's too much. Okay. So... When you do this, you need to be very gradually come back yes. to 
some nourishment because the body needs to learn how to change. And I felt, besides I felt um, some DMT from my pineal gland coming down. It was so funny. You I felt just, the DMT actually coming down? Yes, I felt, like, yeah, I felt like, yeah, I, I saw, I was a little... I was a little like I was looking around. I felt this weird stuff in my bed. And I was sitting in my bed. And thought, what is going on here? I didn't know. It's happened only after one day. Race have normally happened after four, five, six days of this. To me, it's happened only after one day. I was not prepared. I was hallucinated for a few seconds. I thought, what is going on here? And I felt very sore on the top of my mouth, you know. So and he said, Oh, you have a DMT experience. It was like Okay. So, so wait, so wait, when you're, you've got soreness at the top of your mouth, that's. Yes, under this palate. Yeah, the roof. Open a little and come down the DMT and it goes in your mouth. So you can have experience. Really? That's how it works? I don't know how I, I, because I mean, obviously I know you can produce DMT in the lungs. That's our biggest DMT producer, yeah, but pineal. obviously the pineal gland also. So. In fact, it told me that some guru, they do this kind of prana eater. They, okay, I'm not, not very very nice, but they put their finger uh, on the palate, you know, on the roof, and they take the DNT and they give it to the students so they can Get enjoy. Out, really? I've never heard of that before. Okay, this is not really, okay. okay. Is, see, I, I, I'm still learning stuff. I love that. I'm sure oh. there's people in the audience who knew this. They're like, Nicole, where have you been? And I was surprised <laughs> because they say it's happened to him after four, five, five, six days. So to me, it's happened in 24 hours. And I thought, is impossible because he said, you know, he does a lot of time. So I, I compare myself to him and say, oh, come on. I'm just new of this. And he was surprised when I told him what I was feeling. And when it's happened, he said, he looked at me like, a, you haven't only in 24 hours? And yes. And so it was funny to me too, but tell you the truth. So, and I was not prepared. I started mm. to see secret geometry with weird stuff around. I thought, what is this? I'm hallucinating. So, and it was true. I was in a certain way in the other level, you know, you never dimension. So what happened is when you realize that you don't die because fear of dying by starvation is one of the primary fear of humans, you know? And many wars, they start, if you look at the French Revolution and many other wars, they start when they have less food because maybe the summer went bad and they don't have enough grain, you know, food, bread. So a lot of war or revolution happening when people are starved. Mm. So it's a very primary fear, the fear of don't have food, okay? And when you start to realize, oh, I can be without food or I can be without water for a full day and I am fine, it's liberating. It's like, mm. I felt so liberated. I felt to another level, like, okay, I can manage. I can do it. So it's like you you take your power back. It's very interesting feeling, okay? So I decide, it suggests you to continue to do just liquid, you know, water and only liquid stuff. So bullion, you know, take away the carrots and everything. So anything was like liquid. And I did it for a month and so and I was sleeping so wonderful. I was having the best session. So I was doing fine. The only problem when I was looking myself in the mirror, because, okay, guys, I'm not so young. And I felt like a, a witch of a wood, like, okay, I'm very dry, very, you know, not muscle. And this, I didn't like. The only part, the reason why I start to eat more 
because I didn't like the, my physical condition. And he say if you keep doing for two months or three, you probably, your body's going to adjust more. But it was during Christmas time, and I thought, you know, too much going on. <laughs> yeah. And, yeah. And truly, I felt it was okay for me. And mm-hmm. and I'm okay. I'm mostly raw food, vegan, vegetarian. You know, sometimes I have some egg, but I'm pretty yeah. good about it. What I'm doing. Well, you know, even just talking, just momentarily, we'll pause here for a second. The whole talk about, I know people, there's, there's a whole movement of people just wanting to become breathitarians, so to speak. And again, like all the power to you, if that's what you feel called to do. And that's what you want to do. Um, I don't think anyone should be judged for that, but it can sometimes be driven by this spiritual ego to prove like, oh, I can do this. So I'm somehow better than people who eat food. And I personally, I don't doubt that I could do it if I really put my mind to it and all of that. But at the end of the day, I'm like, ah, I, I'm here on earth. I kind of want to enjoy my foods. I, I want to live the life of a human here and do all that stuff. I'm sure I've done that in many lifetimes or all that other stuff. But again, that's me. There may be other people who like really thrive off of it, but I, I only say that just because sometimes on this journey, you get caught up in like trying to evolve spiritually. And you think that the less food you eat, the more spiritual you're going to be. And I just don't think that. Um, no, the truth is I always heard spirits tell me, first of all, when I, I have my cell phone, the top of a table close to my food or close to my water, they say, you are poisoning yourself, by the way, they always say this. Okay, so please, people, be more careful to don't don't have your baby eating with a f- cell phone close to you know. Sometimes they put the cup of the baby close to his video so he can eat. So the water is absorbing all the stuff from the cell phone. Are you kidding me? So be careful about this. So as I'm drinking water next to the computer, <laughs> it's okay. But you know what I'm talking. Uh, yeah. So, but. Uh, so be more cautious about, conscious about this. But also when I was eating certain food that was too processed, I can feel my spirit say to me, you're poisoning yourself. So what I'm saying is when people start to recognize that it's okay to eat, but you need to eat something that is real. Margarine, you know that margarine, you can yeah. take a margarine, put in the garage and leave it outside for weeks in you know, the garage. It's plastic. No one ends. It's mm-hmm. just one molecule far away from pa- be plastic. So yeah. we eat with stuff. So what I'm saying is be cautious about what you're eating. Because yeah. if you eat stuff, it can grow. It can become rotten. Means that you know, in rotten means that it's a good food. Okay. Mm-hmm. When it stays in the same shape, uh, ask yourself, what are you eating? So it's funny because when I lived on the island, um, I remember my first year living there, one of my friends, he was a chef at one of the five-star restaurants down there. And one day he invited me over for to his place um, for dinner with some friends. And they're like, we're going to cook barracuda. And barracuda is a fish that you won't usually see it in a restaurant because it could be poisonous. And I was like, well, how do we know if it's going to be poisonous or not? Because it's very nice. It's a very light fish when um, it's, it's, it's not poisonous. (laughs) And he's like, oh, well, we just do an ant test. And I said, what do you mean you do an ant test? He goes, well, we drop a piece of fish on the ground. And if the ants steer clear of it, we won't eat it. And I'm like, oh, okay. So I'm putting my life in the hands of little tiny ants. Okay. Yeah. 
You know, but you know, animals, they know exactly what they can eat and what they cannot. Okay. Yeah, I no, saw, it's true. I saw squirrels going around with donuts in their mouths. Okay. <laughs> I saw this, but you know, they love garbage food too. So it's, yeah, a, well, it's a sugar. It's very addicting. Exactly. So mm-hmm. this is the problem. So when you realize that overeating is often an emotional issues, you realize that dieting doesn't fix, can, cannot be fixed. So dieting doesn't fix it because it's really about figuring out why are you eating certain food or why you are doing to certain thing, why you have this addiction, okay? So of course we can have certain uh, help, but emotionally you need to figure out what is going on really. Mm-hmm. Besides, if you tell me, I've never been diet because if you tell me you cannot have a piece of cake, I don't care about cake. I will always focus all day about having a cake. I, you know, I know, I know. The thing so- that we're not allowed to have, which interestingly enough let me oh my gosh let me just announce this one the sake like as we were talking about before the sacral chakra Uh it's where our emotions are it is also where our intestines are Mm -hmm. and the sacral chakra is the home of the inner child Mm -hmm. it is also the um for any of you guys who are in my inner child course you you know this um it is also where it houses the basic right to have permission and to be allowed. Mm-hmm. So it's where you're allowed to have all of your feelings. You're allowed to have fun. You're allowed to be creative. You have full permission to cry one minute and then be laughing the next minute with no judgment. And a lot of our wounding comes from that. So this idea when a food is not allowed anymore, mm-hmm. but that's all we want to focus on. I think that's an interesting correlation. Exactly. So we need to be very careful. It's why diet never worked for me and I'm fine. Mm-hmm. So moderation, I think is the best way. And also whenever I think that I know this we do a hypnosis, I do RTT where I look for the root cause of why certain people have, a, you know, they cannot match the weight or they have some issues with food. A lot of time I found that is related to childhood, by the way, when they're little. And besides comfort food is also when parents push them to eat the food as if they don't want to eat it. They say to them, oh, you need to finish what you have in your plate. Also food that you don't like it, you're forced to eat it. So it becomes a battle with the food. And sometimes with children, not always, but it depends, you know, sometimes they become obese because they want to fight the food. So they, they decide that the only way to fight this food is eating the food so it disappears. I don't need to take care again anymore. So it's a very twisted way, but sometimes it's how they become so. It's it's so, in, the conditioning is so interesting and I'm sure it, it's probably different for many different people depending on your family and how you grew up. But I know within my family of four kids and my parents and my dad who would literally starve himself all day, not by, not, because he was purposely doing, he would just get so busy with work. When he finally came home, all he, he would just, he would eat a huge meal and it was always way more than anyone should probably ever eat in a, in a one sitting, but I kept seeing that. So like even just observing it, but my mom also only cooked enough food so that there wouldn't be leftovers. And I mean, I'll never, I'll never, that's why I'm, I love, I love creating so much leftovers because as soon as someone went to go take food, like 
you, you knew that you had a limited amount of food to choose from. And so if there was any left, the person who ate the fastest would then be able to go get the next one. So I, even when I go home and I visit family, I observe it. It's still there. Like if there's appetizers out, I'll watch like my brother and my dad and, and, and just like, and even one of my sisters and it'll just be like, everyone's just mad dash. And like, it's, it can't even just sit there for a second without anyone touching it. Like it just, it's a mad dash. And I'm like, wow, it's like, we're starving, but we're not because we think we're, there's so much food, like, and then you get to your dinner and you're not even hungry. I know it's, it's, it's an it's emotional, so wild. you know, it's a fear. fear that, have- okay. So can we, can we touch on that fear a little bit more? Cause I know you briefly touched on it because that's, that's an interesting thing. And, and let's kind of also go into a little bit of the past life possibilities yeah. here because fear it's our, it's our root, you know, it's our fight or flight, our survival, our root chakra, the, the wounding of the root chakra for anyone is fear. So basic survival needs. Okay. Fear can come from childhood, of course, most of the time, for the habits, like you say, your family, you know, uh, or, or listen, your parents talk about a discussion about money and food and, you know, or maybe be really starved for some reason. You know, I, I have different friends that, that for maybe been to maybe a school when, the nun didn't give enough food to these children and nobody believed them, okay? Mm-hmm, when they mm-hmm. children, and their parents paid for and they didn't believe the children. So there's a lot of stuff about food and fear, very connect. Because- yeah, my, my dad, I think it's in my genes, like in my DNA, because his father was a farmer mm-hmm. and he lost the farm twice oh, where they were completely bankrupt, completely without any money um, and homeless. Of course. And so I'm sure that that plays, that that's in my DNA. When I moved from Italy, talking about, you know, farmer and different people, when I moved from Italy, I was so surprised to see everywhere I was going, library, hospital, any place, office, the smell of food every time. Somebody was putting the microwave, some easy food, you know, whatever. And the smell was not very pleasant a lot of time. For, so I never see this in Italy we eat in a place where you eat or you go in another room and you have some snack. But most of the time, really, we, we separate this. We don't carry food everywhere we go. Here, people eat every time. You know, if you're not in... Eat, people will eat in the bathroom. <laughs> eating everywhere. And I'm like, okay, whoosh. And, I, I you know, in in Italy at the time, I don't know now, after 20 years, it was not very polite eating in front of people when you are in a meeting. Mm-hmm do this barely they have a cup of water not tea or coffee because tea or coffee is my snack okay so but another thing that i was very surprised everywhere in every shops they can sell everything doesn't matter they have snacks in the wait you know the waiting room or close to the cash register you always find food and i thought what's going with these people they're afraid of don't have enough food and i start to realize most of the people are living here now they have uh, the ancestor. They came over from Europe. Most of the time, they were looking for a better life. So where did they start when they moved here? Because maybe it was the only money to to buy the ticket and so to come over here. So they arrived really starved. They arrived without having any kind of you know preparation. So they were looking to have a piece of 
maybe soil, when you can be a farmer, or we can do something. So they have a lot of uh, fear or don't have enough food. And maybe they lost the children. They, they lost some people because of the food, okay? At the beginning, when they moved here, they have no idea how to be here. And they have, you know, the promised land was really not promised land at all because they fight against Native American or, or they, the weather, the situation, you know? So for any reason, and I believe I still have this inside the DNA. A lot of Americans are carrying this fear or don't have enough food or starvation or don't have enough. It's why they love everything big. You know, when mm. I go in the, the grocery and I find blueberries small, to me, I buy the, the smaller one because they're more tasty to me. I, but I see a lot of Americans reaching immediately for the biggest one. You know, you know? so are you saying that in general... Obviously, there's exceptions to this, but yeah. overall, you're right. A lot of the people here, their ancestry is from immigrants who've come over and settled. And when I look at like shows, for instance, like Yellowstone or 1884 or 1923, and they really kind of highlight what it was like to move more into the West and find land and what it was like to... um you know, it, it literally go through the wild, wild west. Uh, and it, it must, and of course, all of the wars that happened, you know, in order for, for yeah. this to, you know, happen, that there is a very big mentality around scarcity mm -hmm. and yeah. a fear of, I won't have enough. So it's almost like I always have to put surplus just because I don't know when mm -hmm. that, it's going Scarcity to is going to come yes. in. It's going to happen. So it's what we are feeling. Now, in fact, now that you tell me this, you know, uh, I when I when I was thirty two, and, and it was um, um, the coup d'état, you know, in, uh, in Russia. I was in Moscow for three months between September and November. So I was like, oh, it's crazy. And they start to shoot in the night. You know, I saw soldier. It was crazy. They took the White House. You know, it was the soldier. They shooting. And we cannot stay out at night. So we have, really, it was like, uh, it was crazy. And I started to eat so much because I was so afraid that the day after, I cannot have a food. And it was so funny. I gained literally 10 kilos. And it, to me, it was a, yeah, I was like, in a month or so. For you, I, so tiny. That That's a big I, amount. Yeah, I, I remember I was wearing jeans opening because I cannot, and with a pullover on the top, and like, and I would say, what is going on with me? I have no my period. I because I was so much in the fear. Yeah, you saw soldier around. I saw literally in front of me. You know, it was amazing. Like we are in the war, and it wasn't. But you know, it was very hard. And I was from Italy. Come on, I, I'm not used to see all of this stuff. So tank. I saw a tank one day. I, I the office was shaking. And everybody said, militia, militia. I thought, well, earthquake. I thought, militia would make any sense. I went outside. I saw a tank with soldiers passing by. And it was like, oh, my gosh. You know, I cannot believe it. And this was my reality. So the fear, I don't have enough food for the day after. I was eating like a crazy. I saw myself eating everything was possible. So it and triggers this dormant wound that's in our DNA from past lives, our own ancestry. Exactly, exactly. So talking about past life, I have, I saw some women, and men and women, particularly women, when we look for the root cause of why they have, they cannot lose weight, 
So besides this reality, sometimes I use my karmic and we go and looking for, and uh, a couple of women, they have one, she have this lifeline when she was in Egypt maybe or Roman Empire, but early ancient time, when she was a big guy, very big. But because big, big means I'm rich and I have a power and she was powerful, she was like, she was recreating this idea that the only way for her to feel powerful in this lifetime was to be big yes. and fatty because oh. this was her connection with the body. And so it was amazing. We were convinced that she can be powerful, doesn't matter the size or the body, you know? So she can let go of some some weight. And so we're working on letting go of this because she was so powerful that lifetime that she want to be. In another lifetime, she died because no food. She literally oh. died because of no food as a little girl. She was starved by death because of the family and they you know, so they have no food, no job, no food, and she died. And so the two combination put her in a place like I need food and plus food to give me power. So imagine how hard it is for somebody to let them go wait when they're afraid to die of starvation or they're afraid don't have enough power. So it's, it's two different kind of situation. Okay. So what I'm saying is sometimes we carry this for other lifetime, the fear don't have enough food or die by starvation. And I clear a lot of time in people that have problem weight, the fear of starvation. I noticed they had this in their past life. Oh, I know wow. different time. So, and I need to talk to the inner child and allow them to, to figure out what is going on. And da, da, da. So this happened. This moved a lot, a lot of time. And the truth is really, any more we, we clean ourselves from the food and we use the right food. And clean means don't use processed food. Use only clean food that it grows and is maybe raw or at least you know where it comes from. You know, it's kind of, you know, the good food can be eggs, chicken, fish, doesn't need to be veggies always, but you know where it comes from. No processed food that you have no idea when you look and say, what is this? Okay. Yeah, the, yeah. Kind of ingredients are there. I so, mean, the more consciously raised food is grown, you know, whether it's vegetables or animals, that it's always going to be a better choice. Eat only food that grows. Eat only food that you recognize. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Really? Yes. I'm not kidding. If yeah. you recognize There's a lot of unrecognizable stuff in the grocery store these days. Thank you. And then, okay, thank you. And when you read the level, when you have too much scrap, say, no, I need only three ingredients, four ingredients. Okay, enough. Yeah, so, and, and names that are so long and, the, and unrecognizable, yeah. So... Um, start to do this and you notice that your body first of all is start to detox and you start to notice when you feel the drain to, to to certain food ask yourself is because i need it my body need it or because my emotional child need it mm. you start to ask yourself this huh you take a deep breath and oh shoot you don't need it so and maybe you can say okay i don't need it but i will allow my child to have it it's okay but start to be more conscious. For example, I I love focaccia. I don't have I don't need much anymore. But after this ten days of transformation, my desire was to have some focaccia, and I thought, what is about focaccia? What is? And I realized focaccia was something that I used to buy with my mom when we go to the beach. So before from the hotel, before to go to the beach, we walk 
throw to this bakery. They have this incredible focaccia. My brother, my mom, and I, we purchased this, and we were walking there, you know, to the beach, and I was eating the focaccia. It was the most, most pleasant time we had because my mom, she was relaxed. My brother and I were going very well. So it was a very nice time. So focaccia to me is <sighs> feeling connected with my mom. Yeah. And oh my gosh. Okay. I have to say this now that you're saying that I now understand. So, you know how I told you recently, I've been eating foods that I just would never, I, it's not even something I really like I've ever craved or liked. So for instance, obviously I've been eating a little more sugar than I I'm used to candies and stuff like that. Um, but the one that I started to go on a kick on that I'm only starting to just kind of phase out of right now is Twizzlers, like licorice, red licorice. And I'm like, why do I want this? This is not anything that I used to like, like as a kid, or, you know, I've ever, I mean, every now and then, but my mom loves licorice. I remember whenever we would go to the movie theater, if I was getting like milk duds or something like that, she would be getting licorice always. It was her thing. She loved it. And I'm realizing one of the things I've needed was like that mother's nurturing love right now. And I must have been trying to connect to it through eating the Twizzlers. Fantastic. You got it. I, I know it's amazing how much we do this, you know, and I, more I was clean, more I realized that every time we see something, I was going back to the lifetime. I'm not kidding. One time I made a kamut bread with this kamut flour. And I don't know how I did it because if you ask me to, I tried to repeat again, I nothing, nothing happened. Like the bread is awful. But the first time I did it right, like a flat bread and I... I eat it and I was in Egypt in the street. I was a young boy and I look around and say, Oh my gosh, I have a session in 15 minutes. I cannot have it. And so, but it was like, and I came back after and it was a beautiful life. It was a nice life. I was a young boy eating the food street. Okay. Because food was on the street at the time. You know, most of the time it was offered to you in the fresh market on the street. And I was eating and I saw this bread with some meat and some stuff. It was, it was beautiful it was good and i enjoyed and this was one of my lifetime but i don't remember having you know a particular life or i need to remember much but it was pleasant and i was happy about that food and so it was amazing because i thought oh my gosh isn't this nice and uh, so it's why i say sometimes we also eat because something reconnect us to our lifetime it can be a bowl of rice it can be a something like a green tea you know and it connect to a certain moment and you know sometimes we know how to cook stuff like how do i know and or you eat in a different way but everybody else and you don't know why but because it's part of your memory mm. you know so when you start to notice this it's like okay so it's part of something that you carry as a soul so it's part of your soul memory it's not just from your ancestor you know from your family it's not in your dna no. And, and he, well, well, here's the thing. And, and I know you, you know, this because you've read the book, Andrew Bartzis, yes. right. In his, in the, the galactic historian in his book. And he talks about this on a lot of his shows. Um, I'm a huge fan of his work. Um, he talks about the DNA is 80% memory. Mm -hmm. I agree. Totally. 
And so right. when you have these memories, you know, of past, like past life memories, they're in your DNA because the memories are literally, yeah. according to him, 80% is your yeah. memory in the DNA. Yes. And I, I totally agree with him because what you have. So when you, again, you see more you are clean by emotion because more you clean your body from the food, more you clean yourself from emotion. Okay. Let's talk about that because um, that's important because I've noticed this, that when I do fasting or I do some kind of a detox mm-hmm. that now li- listen, this even comes up when I remove technology from my, like if I do a, a, a detox technology wise, but I've noticed that there, there are certain emotions that come up that I'm not really understanding in the moment where they're coming from. So let's talk about the importance of why it's always good to do a little fast here and there. And um, whether you're, you're incorporating a one day fast a week, or you're doing it every on the equinox, whatever, whatever it is, it doesn't matter. But how does that help us connect to our emotions more? Because we are, we know we are made by layers and layers and layers. Okay. And so what's happened when you start to clean up layers, you allow yourself. So cleaning some food and something, you start to disconnect to the emotion that comes from that food. And it can be, you know, uh, the sugar, the craving, the carbs. So every time you do this, you give yourself permission to let go some emotion. And sometimes they come out, they come out. And so they merge and you find yourself crying or having weird, you know, situation. But just to release certain food, and you go deeper to another layer. So it's never end in a certain way. It's yeah. why, uh, you know, the prana ether, they are find the peace, okay, most of the time, because they don't have this connection, emotional connection. They have other stuff, probably, but the emotional connection with the food is different. They eat only what is really needed from the body because it's a machine. It needs a little help. So they eat only what the body needs. Mm-hmm. The body is looking for as an emotion. So more... I think the best way to start is start to, again, let go of the processed food, pay attention, you know, have in the morning maybe some water, just a good water, not from the tub if it's possible, with a little lemon and just starting with this. Maybe do a juice, you know, juicer, so something with celery, carrots, apples, so something like that, and start to clean your body. And when I do this, I feel my pineal gland, like, I feel like <laughs> my, my pineal gland is so happy about it. So. Yeah. Me means this is something good because my pineal gland is happy. I think it's always good to do some sort of cleanse or detox at some, I think a couple of them a year are always, they, it should almost be like a standard for health. I do also parasite cleansing. I know yeah. people, think, oh, I don't have any warm. I have a top warm. No, 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 no. Parasite cleansing. First of all, if you are, if you have animals, I'm sorry. Yeah. yeah you're, you're getting yes, them all the time. Parasite. Yeah. Especially uh, if they go outsource. Out, out, they come to your bed, you know, they put the bat. You don't know, maybe you're sleeping, so they, you don't know where they put the bat when yeah. you put your, your face after, okay? And plus, um, you go to friends' house with dogs and cats. So doesn't matter. You can have mm. it from other friends. I'll end- tell you, I studied live cell microscopy and the parasites that we're talking about, like, although you can actually see them coming out in your, in your excretion, <laughs> when yeah. you're going to the bathroom, if you're doing a parasite cleanse, um, cause there are ones that are actually living in your intestines and all that, but the ones 
like when they're getting passed from your pets, they're literally microscopic. Exactly. Mm-hmm. So what I do every six months, I do the parasite cleanser. That is a tincture that I buy with mm-hmm. a, uh, you know, black wood, all of this stuff, black, uh, I always don't Black know, walnut. But, yeah, walnut, gloves, all of this stuff. It's very bitter. I take in this for two weeks. And as soon as I start in two, three days, my craving for carbs and sugar goes Go down. Away. I know. It's amazing. So talking about how to cleanse yourself. So, and you start to notice, oh, I don't need this anymore. So my body doesn't need, so it wasn't emotional. So you, you see, sometimes it's hard to figure out when is, what, where it start first. But when you ask yourself, what are you needed today? And you realize that you desire less food, it doesn't mean that you're going to be starved. Mm-hmm. It's that really, you need less food because if you don't work much all day, maybe one meal is enough. Yeah. And see, the habits have three meals and all of this stuff. It's not working, you know. So there are different boots. Uh, there is one that's called quantum eating that is beautiful. Uh, maybe it's by Russian or, I don't know, from East Country, I don't remember, European woman. And she talked about eating only until 3 p.m., for example, and do this, you know, and start to eat in the morning at 6 or 7, but have only a couple of meals, one in the morning and one between 1 and 3. Because from the Chinese, you know, information, you know that your intestine works better, your digestion works better. So there are many reasons why. And mm-hmm. start to have a little more rules about don't eat too late when you go to bed because your body is time to rest. Yeah. I always feel better when I've eaten more in the earlier parts of the day and less in the evening. Um, and I, and I mean, I've done pretty much, um, the intermittent fasting where I only eat within a certain window of time. Uh, I've been doing that since 2014 for the most part. And it's just, I, I have, but I, I, you know, it's interesting, like what you said, I think it's just so important to pay attention to your own body because mm-hmm. there are times where I'm like, wow, I'm really hungry today. And then there's other times like, I just don't feel like eating. Exactly. And it's okay. Don't yeah. feel afraid because some people use, oh, it's a habit. So don't. Yeah. Not because everybody's eating, you need to eat. And yeah. to tell you, um, having always some hot water or hot drink, not coffee if it's possible, help to release your endorphin. Mm. So Every time you feel, you know, what I was learning and uh, Ray said to me, if you feel that you need, you know, you have a home and you feel a little starved, like you want to eat more. So have a glass of water, it can be hot water or just water and give yourself a time. And you realize, mom, it was not really needed. We're thirsty. You understand? Mm-hmm. So sometimes it's just about give your mind this information when you have this feeling. And, you know, the feeling of feel empty inside is so liberating sometimes. It's so beautiful to feel, but you feel it is, it it totally is like literally this morning I woke up because I didn't really, I didn't really eat much last night. Um, and cause I was, I wasn't hungry. I'm like, you know what? I'm just, I'm not going to, my mind was trying to be like, no, you want it. You want it. And I'm like, but my belly just doesn't want it. And so I went to bed, I woke up this morning. I'm like, oh, I feel so much better. I feel I liber liberated is really a good word to use. Yes. And one thing I want to say uh, also that is very important because, okay, food and emotion and your mind, because mm-hmm. we are having our time to manage in weight because our mind, not because our body. Okay. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's very important. So be careful about the words that we use because yes, we are what we eat, 
but we are also what we use as a word. So if you, uh, okay, I learned this a few years ago from RTT, from Marisa Pear, losing weight doesn't work because losing is for loser. <laughs> so, and I thought, shoot, it's true. So <laughs> what is good to use, uh, I want to release, I want to uh, let him go, I want to shred some weight, you know, I want to have a different size, you know, wearing different size, I want to release my fat, the fat. So it's very important to pay attention to what you use as a word because your mind say, I don't want to lose it. I am not a loser. I don't want to lose it. You see, be careful. And another thing that I notice when you say my, my fat belly, who's going to, my mind say, I don't want to give away my fat mm. belly, but they fat belly is different or some fat is different. You feel it's less attached. Emotionally, when you say my, my, you know, you can, my, my illness, uh, my cancer. No, 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 no. Start to put a little distance between. So you don't wrap your identity in it. Yes. And start to be more neutral. Mm. I want to lose some fat. Okay. I'm, I'm, I'm sick. Okay. I am sick. I can be sick, but I want to clear this and the anxiety that I carry is not mine. You see the difference between I'm anxious and I have this anxiety. You don't mm -hmm. have anxiety, you know, so it's not yours. Start to think about this. It's not, you know, or using bad words about yourself. I'm a piggy fat. Oh, I'm so starving. I can eat the horse. No, I would love to eat. It's different because your mind thinks, oh, she wants to eat like a horse. So she will overeating. And your mind never stopped you because you sent the message. I want to overeat. Makes sense. So it's really about the kind of remember the mind works by words, images. And every time you send the images, the mind resonates with them. Mm -hmm. So start to see yourself slim, if you like, different shape size. They are doing very well. And you know, help yourself to have also. I always say to people, don't don't do diet. Be moderation, be moderate. But I think even just like I'm ready to embrace my healthiest weight. Thank you. And, and you can put in your mind, I want to be, you know, the mm -hmm. size, the shape, mm -hmm. but it's okay. I want to be size 12. Okay. You know, it's okay to picture yourself with a lovely dress and be size Yes, it's positive. So my determination, this is mine, but not fat. Mm -hmm. My determination will help you to release some fat, to, you know, to let go some fat in my belly. This is different. Do you feel the difference? Oh, yeah. So... Is the reason why people need to start to use different. I have let go, I need to reduce, I have to drop, I'm dropping, I'm becoming leaner, I'm becoming size 12, I'm getting back to the correct size and the correct weight for me. So these are positive affirmation that you can use instead of I'm dieting. I'm so sad when people say I'm dieting, I feel so sad. I feel like they're punishing themselves every time. Make sense? Mm -hmm. I'm I'm healthy eater. I'm moderate eater. Instead of I say dieting, I'm moderate eater. Yeah. I'm yeah. eating better. I'm healthy eater. See how powerful are these words I'm dieting. Oh my gosh, I'm punish myself. Then give yourself a permission one time a week, something to uh, you know, that you like and say, okay, all week I'm doing I was doing good. Give myself one time some permission. Yeah. And little by little, maybe you don't need to do much anymore. Okay. So 
I know that you want to meet, you want to try something, right? Is yeah, do you have time? Do we have time to, yes. um, okay, is so why don't we for the audience kind of show them what you do and where, how this is going to kind of work. And I've never done this before. So uh, even this is going to be new for me. So RPT is a very powerful method that I use with some people. I learned from Marisa Pear. And it's an hour and a half, but we're going to do a very short demo, okay? Mm -hmm. And normally what I do, I, I put it under hypnosis, and I will ask you for looking for the root cause of why you have these issues. can be uh, managing weight or of epsilon addiction, or, you know, can be personality, so less self-esteem. In this case, we're going to look for, uh, okay, we already found a way why you have in this food, but we can choose for something else. Maybe why you, the last days you were looking for so much food and, it was hard for you to be in that way, okay? Mm -hmm. To be to yourself, wherever you are normally. So we can look for this. And after we look for this, I'm going to do only one thing because it's easy today. Yeah. And I'm going to use maybe a little tool just to show how to work. And normally after this, I'm going to create a 10, 15 minutes of a recording where you're going to go down back again. Hypnosis, we're not going to do today because we don't have a time. But where I praise you, I use words for you. So you listen every day. And you shift these habits, this idea about yourself. So you're going to be the new Nicole, the Nicole that you want to be in a month. So every day you listen to this recording, okay? Mm -hmm. So today we're going to do only the, the first part, the demo about looking for maybe one one moment, you know, where for some reason he, he, you are connected and create what you having, the issue that you're having now. Make sense? Yeah. So I'm starting to figure out right now. Okay. Okay. So what I'm going to do, I'm going to ask you in a few seconds to look up with your open eyes, look high you can, okay? And I'm going to ask you to keep your eyes ball up, but close your eyes lid down. In this way, you're going to be in the REM. And this is some nice because you can do meditation. This You can do a self-hypnosis in this way. So, and I'm going to start to ask you to breathe in and breathe out. And I'm going to ask you to go down, to step down, okay? And after that, I'm going to ask you, you know, I'm going to feel shrinking and going and fading away in the time and space where is a connection and seeing the tattoos or whatever. Okay, I'm going to say, okay, just to have an idea. Mm. You see? Okay, tell me if you're ready. Okay, now I'm going to ask you to look up however you can. Breathe in and breathe out. And every time you breathe in and breathe out, you feel the relaxation coming to you. You really feel the flutter in your eyes. This is means that you are a very good subject, by the way. And now I'm going to ask you to take another breath. Breathe in and breathe out. Sorry about this noise. Breathe in and breathe out. And so you can just close your eyes, lid down. And now you close your eyes down. Yeah, keep your eyes ball up. Breathe in and breathe out. Breathe in and breathe out. You're doing very, very well. Your eyes feel like a glute shut, seal shut, completely down, completely glute shut, completely shut down. You can barely open your eyes because you're feeling completely, completely relaxed. Let go, let go, let go. You're doing very, very well. Forget about your eyes. Now feel your head, your neck, your face every part of your head, completely relax, completely relax, completely relax. Fever relaxation going down, down to your body, like a warm blanket, feeling well, breathing and breathe out. Every time I click my finger, you're gonna go deeper and deeper and deeper. 
I'm going to ask you now to picture 10 steps down, to see, to look 10 steps down. And I'm going to ask you to put your chin down, just a little down in a natural way, like a looking down sensation. Wonderful. Now see your feet. Feel your feet going down step 10. Feel your feet. See your feet going down step 9. You go deeper and deeper and deeper. Feel your feet. Feel your feet going down step 8. Seven, deeper, six, five, four, you go deeper, three, look your feet, feel your feet going down, two, and one, you are there, completely relax, completely relax. Now I'm going to ask you to go to the place and time where, why, when something happened to you and it's creating this desire to have more food the desire to, to put more food in your body as if it's not needed anymore because there is an emotion issue. So you need to go in a scene, in a place where you feel the desire, where the root cause of eating, having this food because you need it, to, you must to have it and you desire to have it. So you're going to go back. I'm going to count five to one. You're going to go back, back exactly there. Five. Four, you're shrinking, you're fading, ears, months, everything's peeling off from you, days and peeling off. You're gonna be lighter, smaller, you're gonna be exactly where two, one, you're exactly there in the right scene, in the right time, the right moment. I want you to be there. Tell me where you are. Is it daytime or night time? The right Day scene is coming to you. Daytime. Okay, are you inside or outside? Outside. Okay, where are you outside? I'm by a well. Okay, by a well. Okay, and what is going on? Are you alone? Yes, but I don't know because it feels anxious. Like it feels like there's an emergency. Okay, take a breath. Breathe. There is an emergency. Okay. What about you? How you, you feel? Are you old or young? How old you feel? Close enough. I want to say nine. Okay. Nine. Okay. It's you as a Nicole, as a female Nicole or another lifetime? Another lifetime. Okay. Another lifetime. You feel female or male? Do you feel about it? It just, I keep seeing myself looking in all these different directions for okay. help. Okay. Take a deep breath. So what about the help? Do you need a water for the house? Yeah, because I keep seeing the bucket. That's the first thing I saw was the, okay. was the bucket of water. Okay. So can you take the bucket of water? It feels like maybe there was a fire. Okay, I feel there is a fire, yes. So, okay, I want you just to deep breathe, breathing, a moment, deep, breathe. And I want you to turn just a little, turn a little around and look where is the situation, where is. It's a, it's a farm. I, I feel like I'm in a farm kind of, land but there are also i can see mountains okay um in the distance okay so there's a farm but it's very sparse like there's no one around 
Okay. Okay, in the middle of the country. Okay. Okay, you feel like okay, there is nobody can help you? It feels like, I don't know if it's a food source that's burning or on fire or... Okay. So did you hear anything? Do you smell anything? The only thing I keep hearing is get help. Okay, get help. So can you yell? But there's no one around to hear. Okay. So can you pick up a bucket of water? Can you do it? Or it's hard for you to do it? It's not fast enough. Okay. It's like to get it out of the well, it's not. Okay. Not enough time, right? Not enough time. It's going to happen. It's going to burn. Okay. I feel, okay, I'm feeling very helpless. Okay. Stay with your feeling. You're feeling helpless. You're feeling and I, and I feel also like I'm letting someone down. Okay. Is that female or male? Do you have any feeling about what kind of relationship it is? I think it's my parents. Mm -hmm. Okay. So you maybe were in charge of a moment. Mm -hmm. And something happened that you did control. It was a candle. Maybe, or... Hey. The first thing to write to you was first. I get that it was actually from the sun. Okay. Like, I think it was just a very dry year. Okay. Um, something somehow... Burn. Caught on that. It, yeah. it, it feels very much like an accident. Okay. But you know that you're losing some maybe storage or food was stored maybe. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Okay. So you feel without hope. You feel that you cannot do much. What else? I feel like what everyone's depending on, I can't save. Okay. All right. And it's going to be my fault. All right. You're doing very well. You're doing very, very well. So I want you to do the next moment. What's happened next? I'll count to three. One, two, three. Tell me what happened next. It, everything just went gray. Okay. I just feel like there's a big loss. Big loss. Okay. So your parents are with you now? Yes. And what they say to you? Did they say something to you? I don't feel like I'm being blamed, but it's it's me. Okay. I so feel I feel responsible, even though I don't feel like my parents are blaming me. Okay. But I feel responsible. Okay. It's okay. So I want you just to take a deep breath. You're doing very great. Okay. And you can now leave this moment. Just letting go of the scene. Whatever happened already happened. And you can let go of this moment right now. And you are fine. So I want you to invite this 
child that you saw and see this child in front of you and talk to this child and explain that it was not her fault or his fault. It's a female. Was a female? Yeah, I was a girl. Tell her, it was not your fault. I wanted to tell her, say it loud. It was not your fault. This was not your fault. You're just a child. It feels like a freak accident. Almost like an act of God. Like, it, it, it really does feel like a freak accident. Yes. Uh, I feel like a laser. I don't know why I saw a laser light coming. I don't know why. Okay. Um, so, but it could be, but something. I wonder, uh, yeah. I wonder if it was lightning or something, but mm -hmm. I don't know. But it just, it whatever it was, it just feels like a freak accident. Okay. So another reason why you could tell this girl that it was not her fault. Okay. Yeah. It was not your fault. You cannot do anything. You are, it was not your power to do anything. Tell her. It was not within your power to do anything or change anything differently. Yeah. So your your parents knew it. My, your parents knew it. So it's time for you to let go this blame. It's time for you to let go. Yeah. Start to blame yourself. Stop blaming yourself and carrying the guilt. It's not necessary. Yes. It's not warranted. Yes. I want to hug her and comfort her. Okay. Let her be integrating with you. Okay. And because today we decided to do a short version, I'm going to ask you to think about what we just saw, this scene of you in our lifetime in this place with a fire and feeling without power, and you today. So what is the silver line between these two, the scene that we just saw and you today in this moment, in this particular time? What is the silver line? I want you to be a detective. So one is on your left, and who are you today is on your right. Can you see some connection? Well, I'm starting to understand why being around water is so important to me. Okay. Like I need to live near water. Mm-hmm. Good. I like this. Um. And it's funny, water is my favorite drink. Okay. Like I, you, my whole family, it's like I'm an anomaly. Like I just, for me, I just can't get enough water. Okay. Um, but can you see also the fact that uh, you fell without power and mm -hmm. I believe that we didn't go there because, again, today is not time. But uh, I believe that you are. So everybody starved. The, the winter after, it was hard for everybody. And you felt guilty. Mm -hmm. So you felt that you create the situation, but you have no power, no control. So 
what is going on right now in your life, it seems that you are not too much in control of certain situation right now. Yes. Right? Mm -hmm. And so maybe there is some fear that oh, you yes. are creating something that next step is going to be like, oh, I'm creating something where I don't have food anymore. I can, I will not have enough money anymore. I will not. So eating is my way of trying to gain back power mm -hmm. or feeling like I still have power. Yes. Oh, wow. That's huge. Okay. Considering like you and I know what's going on. Um, yes. That's big. Yes. And the fear of it was going to happen next because mm -hmm. after the accident, I'm sure you are wondering about what's going to happen next to our family. Yes. What we yes. Do next. yes. I feel the same for you right now. You are in the limbo for certain situation, mm -hmm. you know, and so you don't know when it's going to happen next. You don't mm -hmm. have a date. You don't have a, so you have some ideas, but nothing is certain and mm -hmm. you are not in the power place where you can decide. Yeah. Okay. That's a big revelation. See? So, mm -hmm. so whenever I'm in a situation that is unknown mm -hmm. or uncertain, I use food to try to gain back control. Yes. And it's okay. It's okay. I wanted to use uh, eyes. I just finished this. Okay. So I want you to tell to yourself, this is not me anymore. This is not me anymore. I'm not this little girl anymore. I am not this little girl anymore. I have a fear. That has the fear. When it's not in charge. When I'm not in charge. That something's going to happen to, uh, to me. That something is going to happen to me. And I will pay the consequences. And I will pay the consequences. The new Nicole is free of this. The new Nicole is free of this. And I'm letting go whatever happened. And I'm letting go of whatever happened. Because I am completely free of this. Because I am completely free of this. Whatever happened is on the past. Whatever happened is in the past. It's like collecting the water from the shower. I cannot do it. And so I'm letting go. And so I am letting go. And it's okay. And it's okay. I can be the true myself. I can be the true self. And I can be fine. And I can be fine. On the count of five, I want you to open your eyes. Okay. One, two, three, four, five. You're back here again. Okay. It was fast compared to the usual, but yeah, no, that was, that was interesting. Mm -hmm. I immediately saw a bucket that goes in a well. That was the first thing that came to me. And then I saw the well and I'm like, well, this is weird. Water well, we're supposed to be looking at food, <laughs> like, no. you know? And so I didn't understand it, but I was like, well, I'm just going to go with it. And the fact that you knew of it, you cannot do it's instantly probably you run to the water and realize are too far i cannot do it the time that i come back I already burned yeah and it was like i couldn't pull the water up i mean i was small like in and how much water i could pull up really that fast and we can go you know i didn't again because we're very short but maybe it was another planet maybe something happened you know who could who knows what mm -hmm. kind of technology they carry the time what happened maybe they use something with the sun to help to grow plants or something who knows what i'm yeah. saying can be many things okay but 
You did good. <laughs> Thanks. It's very I can feel my eyes. I was like, whoa. <laughs> Visit the RAM. You go to the RAM. Like, it's perfect. You can yeah. use it when you're with dentist or situation where you want to feel relaxed or meditation. You can do this. You go fast in meditation. It, yeah, it, it really does mm-hmm. uh, make you tired real fast. Okay. So, that are- was amazing. Yeah, wow. Part of the RTT. Yeah. Well, what an illuminating conversation around food and emotions, past lives, ancestry, DNA. Like I've never really truly gone this deep into a conversation around, maybe just scratch the surface, but I feel like this was such an important conversation. It way more revealing than I was expecting, even when we talked about the, the, you know, discussing this topic on the show. And so I hope that I, 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 I don't need to hope that the audience gains something from this. I know you guys gain something from this. Yeah. And uh, please share this episode. This is really interesting. I have not heard too many people talking about this too much. Like it's not anything that's kind of come across my um, awareness uh, in from what I've seen. So please share this episode with friends who are family who may benefit from this. And if you're really kind of struggling with some emotional things or maybe food, whether it's your weight or um, just eating habits in general, like whatever it might be, um, maybe you might want to book an RTT session with Consuelo. Uh, Consuelo, let the audience know for anyone who might be new to the show where they can find you. And uh, so, yes, uh, they can find on my website, balanceevolution.com, one E between balance and evolution. Mm-hmm. And you can find my RTT session. I want to show this book. This is a book from Marisa Pear, that is the, the she created RTT. And it's very nice because for people who want to understand more about how to literally manage better the weight and be healthy, this can be a very nice book to read. Easy to do it with some exercise. Mm-hmm. But welcome to have a RTT with me. We can do online, in person. I really, I, I want to help people. So I yeah. want to inspire all of you. Come on, people. We need to have a better, happy life. It's time. I, I know. And this is, you know, this is one of the interesting things that I'm discovering is, especially as I go deeper into my own coaching program, is how much when we talk about that allowance wound, not having permission or not being allowed, which is the sacral chakra. And again, it's the inner child home. The sacral chakra is the home of the inner child. It's this idea of I'm not even allowed to be happy. Mm -hmm. Yes. And so we don't even realize how deeply unconscious that belief is in our cage little cage Mm -hmm. yeah and that's why so many people aren't pursuing the things that actually make them happy it's because you have an unconscious belief of you actually don't even believe you're worthy of being happy or you're not allowed to be happy they kind of usually go hand in hand but not necessarily yeah when you start to allow and you become more conscious what is going on mm-hmm. it's a magic i saw people shift completely in a very short time because we're ready and sometimes we need to really reach the point where enough you know so where is really enough if like enough of this so and you start to move up yeah. but we don't always need to reach that point you know we can do before <laughs> come on and so yes allowing and recognize and give us that permission and be grateful for what we have is very important. So it's so important. And, you know, just to recap this, I mean, one, now that I know why I'm eating Twizzlers, <laughs> that is so interesting to me. I'm like, 
oh, it's my reconnection to my mom and like just feeling my mom's presence. And it's just this idea of like my mom's here. Um, and then also, you know, I had discovered, okay, I'm definitely trying to f- like compensate with food. The fact that I don't have the physical and emotional nurturing from other people that I'm, I, I'm, I know I need right now. Um, but also now this component of I'm eating because I do feel powerless in some ways and capacities that, um, you and I are aware of, and that is a huge epiphany for me. Yeah. Because now you start to notice more like, Oh, this is because I need it or because my emotional need it. Yes. Or I don't, I don't feel powerful in this moment, you know? Yeah. Okay. And I start to do some mantra. I am powerful. Yes. I'm a little moment waiting for a situation, but I am powerful because everything's happened for a reason. And I creating this moment, I creating this reality. So I'm learning from this. You see, when you become like, I am empowered because whatever is, I create it and I know it's going to be fine. And it also is making me realize why maybe in this particular lifetime, um, I really grew up needing to be in control of everything, mm-hmm. you know, and this is one of, I think one of my lessons is, I mean, a lot of us have this lesson of how to surrender control and not have to need to control everything. I go, but that has been a theme for me that, you know, I really was very much, um, you know, I always trying to control if I, you know, as long as I was doing, I knew I was in control. You know? <laughs> so that's, that's good. You are learning right now to letting go of this. Mm-hmm. The fear of being controlled. So it's important. And you know, as soon as you figure out this, everything's gonna move on. Yeah. In a bet. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sure. I you. know. I know. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh well, to the audience. Um, I uh please again, I hope you love this show. I know you did. It was so great to have you here. For those of you who are in the live chat when this aired on YouTube. And um, leave comments in the Spotify Q&A too. I know some of you do that because uh, I'm I'm really loving to kind of engage there more with you um, just by getting the feedback. And uh, all of Consuelo's links, if you're interested in booking a session with her, I highly suggest this is something big. This is This is very important to our emotional healing and understanding our relationship with food and what we're using it for and how deep this can actually go and that some of this doesn't even have to do with this lifetime and some of it isn't even yours, it's your ancestry. And so, you know, just really kind of tuning into that and how to clear it and let go of it um, is, is I think a very valuable addition to what we understand and are already with our healing journey. So thank you, Consuelo, for being here once again. Always a joy. Thank you for bringing all your purple to the show. (laughs) And to everyone else, welcome, welcome, you know, like just... And purple is about feel noble, feel also high, you know, about yourself. So it's very, I found out just recently when nobility use purple. So it's about feel regal. Yeah, yeah, exactly. All right, guys, I love you so much. Have an incredible week and I'll see you guys next time. Thanks again for joining me for another show on the Enlighten Up podcast. 
I love you guys so much for all of your continued support. So remember to raise your vibe, find your tribe, and be open to the infinite possibilities held in the mysteries that surround us all. Thanks again for sharing the show with your family and friends. And if you're new to the show and you need to find out more information about me, please head on over to my website, NicoleFrolic.com, where you can join my newsletter. And please follow me on Instagram, Telegram, and YouTube. Keep your light bright and I'll see you next week.